right, welcome back to Podcast and Chill. I'm one of your hosts, Adam, a.k.a. I'm Gara. I'm Lou. I'm Lissette. I'm Rome. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> he said he don't know your name, bro. I'm Josh. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back. As you see, we have a special guest in the building. You want to, like, talk about yourself, introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Rome. I go by the name of Ro Wildo. Um, music artist, uh, serial entrepreneur, and um, got my own brand called I Overcame Anxiety. And uh, I think we're gonna talk about mental health a little bit today too. I'm saying, as y'all can see from the shirts, um, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Facts. Um, damn. So I know Rome because I rented a an Airbnb off of him one time. Uh, shout out to him. It was for my birthday last year in September 2022. Uh, you want to talk about your Airbnb business a little bit where they could like hit you up at to like book one? Yeah, definitely. So I got uh, eight Airbnbs throughout the city between like houses and apartments. So um, you can hit me up just probably on my Instagram at um, I am Rowell. So it's I A M R O W I L L. Just DM me. I can send you a couple listings. I also do like private bookings. I can send you like my personal website. We could do it that way, chop it up. Sure. Right. So I remember when we had booked this Airbnb in Seaside, and like, oh, all the Airbnb fees, that shit was crazy. And like, the owner had wrote me and was like, you know, book directly through me. Uh-huh. So like, booking directly through you, like, that gets rid of all the fees, and it's like yeah. more like just a straight price yeah. to you. Yeah, it helped. It helped out um the guests too as well. So it's like, Facts. you know, I feel like y'all get hit with more fees than, Facts. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying we do so. Like and, and those fees that y'all get hit with is actually not even coming to us. Like certain people be like, yeah, like I didn't pay this amount. I'm like, yeah, I got this amount. I ain't, <laughs> I get yeah. that you paid this amount, but they they sometimes confuse that. I'm like, you might want to argue that with <laughs> Airbnb, but you know, I guess the middleman gotta make money somewhere. Sure. But, yeah, it makes uh, sense. Yeah, but to make those connections off the app is yeah, definitely cool. Like I even offer people like ten percent off. You know, I try to leave something on the um, coffee table or something, like, book with me direct next time, which, and it happens sometimes, actually, like, if people would rather do it, especially if they had a good experience, so, right. definitely a good joint. Yeah, that's why we said that was a good joint. It was. Mm-hmm. The hot tub was nice. And Seaside? No, 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 your joint. Oh, yeah, my joint. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that was a good joint. Uh-huh. It was yeah, nice. we were all there, I think. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I yeah. Yeah. She, okay. she was invited. She didn't come, though. I would, did not care to come, so <laughs> she came to the she, she came to the dinner. Birthday, I don't though. Care. She came to the dinner though, so I appreciate that. Birthday. I don't give a fuck if Adam rented an Airbnb for his birthday. I was one of the last people to be invited, so why would I even come? She, she's not hostile. <laughs> Just direct. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what was the time we was in the hostel the whole time? Like, in, <laughs> yeah, I tell the cheat code. Yeah, these guys on the schooling. Yeah, I actually did take Adam's advice because he uh, said like I should put like an LED light, which I did. Oh, yeah, <laughs> in, in, yeah in, the back? in the back. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I tell you, definitely a cheat code because yeah. when we looking for B and Bs, whenever we go out, definitely. we only yeah, look for where the, where the hot tubs are. Like, yeah. And I feel like we're like having a hot tub, like so you can have like a crazy ass B and B, right? And if you don't got a hot tub, if I see like a crazy, person, I'm not booking it. That uh-huh. same exact hot tub with like way less shit, just a hot tub, charging you double. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, no, is that is that serious? All right. And then it's sometimes like sometimes it can be a blessing and a curse though because. In the system, like, if you turn it off, right, I don't know if you remember, like, the instructions I might have sent at the time. Right. Is that me? I'm so sorry. I about to say, that's my song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you talk a little more to the mic? Yeah, yeah, yeah gotcha. There you go. Yeah, so, like, um, I don't know if you remember the instructions I sent you, like, on how to use the hot tub. I don't know it was a while ago. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It was, a, like, kind of detailed, but not really. But um, it's really simple. But I understand that it might not be simple if you don't know how to use right. it. But mm. basically, 
just don't turn it off. That's basically what the <laughs> yeah. instructions say. People, I don't know if they think they saving my electric bill, whatever, like, and they just shut it off. <laughs> Unplug it, dude. Right. I'm like, dude, that shuts off the heating system. Right. And like overnight. It's a cold tub. Right, exactly. Right. And then you come on, and then it takes so long to heat back up. Mm. You know what I mean? So, um, which I learned how to like do something now that will help that. But for the longest time, I was like, well, I don't know how to heat it up back fast. Like okay. it takes like twenty four to forty hours to heat up again. So the next damn. person coming in, they be like, "Man, dang, we was really looking forward to the hot tub, yeah. and I gotta refund them or like do something like that." But I mean, when everything works out, it's cool. Yeah, but, <laughs> I feel like it's, now, so. it's like very rare that like we've come across hot tub that's actually hot. Like the John in Vegas. Yeah. It was cold, like majority of the trip, and then, like yeah. I think one night it was warm. Only one night. That's it was it. one night. Yeah. One night it was warm, and then like went to John in Texas, it was just freezing. Yeah. So we didn't even attempt at that. So like, yeah. it really is a plus. Like a lot of times, it's always cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not the uh, the best one was the one in Jersey. Oh, facts. Even though, um, so they had instructions too, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like put like a cap of like the chlorine tablets or whatever i'm just like nah that's probably cap this joint dirty yeah i'm gonna put like two or three scoops in there yeah and you put, wait, like an hour right yeah immediately got in that joint did not care we was in there like all night we got there at, like 12 got out at, like eight at the hot tub damn man eyes was burning yes. couldn't see and then like, i ended up getting like this crazy ass rash all over my ears like it was just like just what bounce. else was burning it was just it was horrible i buy like these like husky like chlorine tablets mm-hmm. they're like so they look like a hockey puck kind of okay. and I throw that in there that like wipes out like anything and then I also yeah. got like a vac because even sometimes if you empty out the tub refill it it's still dirt at the bottom so right. you don't really yeah. get that up as soon as you fill it back up it's still there you know yeah. what I mean so like usually you kind of shock in the pool maybe emptying it halfway might do something but yeah you know right it's <laughs> yeah. a lot going on with it but it's definitely a cheat code <laughs> uh do you have hot tubs at other airbnbs or just that's just the one yeah uh, any anytime i can put one at yeah i'm putting one there so only at like my houses it's because they usually got like a backyard and stuff okay. but um not like at the apartments I, I was about to get this one apartment it had like a little rooftop deck but i ended up not grabbing it so none of my apartments have it because there's no room for it but if there's room for it i'm gonna try to fit it in yeah <laughs> what's the sure. what's the process of like like i want like the whole thing like you scouting the house you yeah. buying it and you know as much as you can give and like you putting it as an airbnb yeah so before um, you get into that mm-hmm. that rooftop deck look into that them drones be crazy yeah you know them drones be crazy yeah i, I definitely yeah definitely to. it's definitely. like so many people are like building it right now right right mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um a lot of people are building it up like you gotta like go through like zoning and stuff when mm-hmm. you do that so a lot of people are building it like on a lot of blocks that i'm on so i see i get stuff in the mail all the time like because you got to get like permission from like the um your neighbors and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So oh. a lot of people are doing like the rooftop because they trying yeah. to change the zoning of it and all that. But yeah, you're definitely right about that. But um, yeah, to answer your question though, it's um basically I learned a lot of my stuff from YouTube when I first started. Okay. So like how to just talk to landlords, but then I started getting a little better at it on my own and start throwing in my own little stuff. So basically, I'm on Zillow with it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. right on yeah. Zillow with it, looking up. But I'm looking for people that say property owners because it's a lot of realtors it's a lot of property managers right when it's property managers i'm just skipping past that because they're not going to be because you taking a job that's what yeah. you is when mm-hmm. you're doing you're a property manager for real for real so it's like they not going to be with that so i'm really looking for people who own the property kind of like a distressed person who like got something on the market maybe for a little bit and they don't know what to do with it people not really trying to live in there or maybe it's the area whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and that's why i just go snatch it up like yo that's what i'm doing 
uh, I be up front with them because that's how you can get sued or, you know, get kicked out, lose yeah, all your right. money and stuff. So I'm up front. All my, you know, landlords know, you know, what I'm doing. Um, so none of it's shady business like that. And you'd be surprised. There's so many, <laughs> like, people that's just cool with it that'll rather you had that because it's like a business-to-business type thing. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I just explained to them that, explained to them the benefits and how I can do it. Even if I want to, like, maybe get some months off rent or something, i throw in, like, oh, I'll handle the uh, repairs, even though it might be, like, small stuff. Never right. really had nobody do nothing crazy, right. you know what I'm saying, other than ripping up my personal stuff. But they ain't really rip up the house okay. um, or nothing like that. No holes in the walls, nothing like that. But I'll, like, fix the small stuff. Somebody break a tile rack, some small yeah. stuff like that, you know. If they don't got to worry about that, they like, oh, yeah, no, nah, you good money. Like, so they'll be willing to work with you a little bit more so that's how I like really get these properties, like just negotiate okay. for real, for real. And then once you do that, that's when it's like time to furnish it. Now I messed up so much furnishing it <laughs> mm. because I spent so much money. I was at like Raymore and Flanagan and it's like, yeah, the expensive places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm furnishing it with so much money and I'm just like, damn, like I could have like saved so much money, like. Uh, in the long run, but I started to just learn, you know, Facebook Marketplace, mm-hmm, like stuff sure. like that. I didn't know how well that worked. Like, I thought yeah. Facebook Marketplace was like, kind of sketchy. Would say, exactly. Yeah. People would say stuff, but like, nah, like people just on there selling some real stuff and yeah. they just try and get rid of it. Like, I got my so, car on there, like the car I drive today. Yep. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's, I got that joint on there. Everything. I do everything with Facebook Marketplace, even like my personal stuff in my personal right. house. Like, so it's a real good joint. Um, so that's how I like furnish it now. Like, I might need like, for my four bedroom, I needed like five beds. So I just got five like of the metal frame beds you can get from Amazon, mm-hmm. but they even mm-hmm. more discounted because they use. Right. So I get the beds like $85 like a piece. So now I can just grab five beds for like, you know, almost like 500. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. So that's how you save money on that. And then once you rocking and rolling, it's pretty much easy to list it. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's pretty much it. So you yeah. kind of like, like third party type stuff like you're not necessarily owning the property you kind of just like yeah that's what i do it's called rental arbitrage so it's like you taking a property and you putting it back on the market as a lease furnished unit mm. yeah so you like that's, crazy. that's how you're doing it now there's obviously people who buy the houses right right you know what i'm saying um but to me like as far as like profitability and like scaling mm-hmm. like my method is like the best method because it's going to take you a lot, especially with all the interest rates and stuff. Now it's going to take you a long time to get like mortgages back to back to back, right. trying to scale that way. And you're going to need yeah. a lot of capital. Like, dude, ain't mm-hmm. nobody got bread like that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, some people do, but I don't. I so don't. Yeah. I, don't. I knew like <laughs> I had to make it shake with this. And you know what I'm saying? You can get in with, sometimes you can get in with just one month rent. Right. You know, not, not everybody might not even do first month, last month or whatever security deposit right. you can negotiate yourself into not getting so much and then, you know, furnish it up and yeah, do it that way. It's a good job. So on a personal note, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate me as a guest? As a guest? As a guest, yeah. How oh, was five stars. Five stars? Oh, I said, I said one through ten, but one out of five. I mean, one through oh, five yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, you're ten. right. Because I'm thinking they, right, right, they right. go it, by it, five. It's five stars, yeah, right. yeah. So I skipped past exactly what you said. But yeah, ten out of ten, ten though, for sure. No, nah, shout out to Rome. Yo, I would message him, and he's right back in like a second or two. I'm like, oh, shit, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so he's a ten out of ten host, so yeah. get with him. I definitely be getting good reviews as far as like me as a host. Sometimes yeah. stuff happen out of my control, mm-hmm. like you know that people might get mad at. Him. I'm like, it's mm-hmm. out of my control. But like right. people never usually will say like, oh, he took too long to answer me. Mm-hmm. He ain't say yeah. nothing. Like usually, I didn't got up in the middle of the night to like to do stuff. Like I really be going all out, even though I shouldn't. Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Yeah, I, I never had a like that. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting how y'all two like know each other off the Airbnb oh. shit. Yeah. Like, 
go into like how from your perspective like how y'all like relationship came about yeah. that can lead into the next topic it was right. yeah, it was funny um because i think i was going to clean that day in which i don't always clean that unit but i was going to clean that day and it might have been like 11 30 11 45 or something so i was just walking in i think i was trying to open the door and i think you opened the door yeah or maybe it was a girl who opened the door i forget but mm. um it smelled good it, it, it was a friend it was a friend it was a friend yeah but um <laughs> <laughs> it, it smelled all good in there right and mm. it's like i seen the floors like wet i'm like hold up <laughs> <laughs> i said i know they ain't in here cleaning and then when I came, I'm like, yo, yo, they cleaned the whole thing. And I was just, shy. that was the first time someone ever did that, ever. Some people do nice things. They might, you know, strip the beds for you. I mean, obviously wash dishes. Yeah. Like, that's, that's stuff you should really be doing already. But I mm-hmm. really don't even make people do anything. Like, when you hear them stories about how people, like, it's a chore list for Airbnb, I don't make people do nothing. I don't yeah. be like, take out the trash. Nothing. I don't say nothing to them. I'm like, check out 11 a.m. Like, let me know if you need something cool. They're like, you need me. Nah, you're all good. Because either way, like, you still got to sanitize stuff. So it don't right. matter really. You know what I'm saying? But, like, no, they actually, like, pretty much deep clean themselves. Like, I ain't going to lie. Was, it was insane. I was hungover as fuck with my friend. We woke up at, <laughs> check out was at 11. We woke up at 10, 20. Yeah. And we, like, yo, I was out of breath. Like, <laughs> It, was it didn't even matter if I knew y'all was going clean like that. Y'all, y'all could have had two o'clock checkout. <laughs> I ain't even go alive, but most <laughs> people, I'm done. Serious. That's how well the clean was. For, like I don't even think it was really much to do. Like you might have to like make the beds, do laundry, but like they really mm-hmm. clean, clean. And you know, how some people are like, yeah, we gonna clean it up. I didn't have people say that so many yeah. times, but that's when you see like people really don't know how to clean. I think that's or they crazy don't understand to hear because like. I don't know if, like, the way we raise and stuff like that, but, like, whenever we... And we get Airbnbs, like, I guess kind of frequently. If, mm-hmm. so, so, so tell them about that one experience that we had in Vegas. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> before I get into that, I just want to say, like, wherever we go, like, we clean. But, so it's, like, weird to, it's weird to hear that, like, nobody really, like, cleans up. So I just want to say something. It's about that. No, me too. So I do want to say, for me, it really depends on, like, the cleaning fee. Like, I, I, I ain't gonna lie. If you charge me, like, two or $300 cleaning fee... I'm not, I'm not cleaning nothing, bro. Like, That's true. Like, I, I do bare minimum. Like, I, I ain't no dirty ass boy. So, like, yeah. I'll leave everything in a pile, or whatever. But, like, if, if that shit's too much. Like, and I, hearing from your perspective, like, a lot of time, like, it's not even y'all charging that. It's Airbnb directly. Yeah. It kind of changes the perspective. But, like, yeah, for the most part, I'm just like, yeah, $300 cleaning fee. That shit, yeah. Yeah, I ain't cleaning nothing. Yeah. Like, and nothing. then the, the charge that they gave for, for Vegas. Right, right. Listen, yeah. in Vegas, we had a nice ass BB. It was beautiful. Yeah. Mansion, there was community yeah it was crazy amazing Damn. great experience right but we brought a hookah with us right yeah so outside in the, in their back they there was a uh, wood tables yeah yeah idiots just, just so you know. <laughs> yeah I, I am for this because i had no no idea what was going on so so the charcoal i guess was put on on a, a, a ashtray yeah, he he put the charcoal on the ashtray, a plastic ashtray. I don't remember who put uh, the charcoal on there, but <laughs> a hot coal like from the, from the hookah, yeah. a hot hookah coal on a, a a rubber ashtray. So yeah, so the thing is, it right. was on a rubber oh. ashtray, right? So, <laughs> right? so you already know so how that's about to happen. The whole time it was burning through, and it would like pop every once in a while. I'm like, yo, who the fuck is throwing shit? <laughs> <on?"> <laughs> <laughs> and and then like it ended up just burning through, and and they yeah, sent us the a table. picture. From a, a camera footage, yeah, saying this is the hookah that did the damage yeah. and sent it to him. And I'm like, oh. damn, they caught my ass. Damn, nah, that's that shit, crazy. Yeah, nah. they got us good. <laughs> then they had wait, 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 wait. They, they had a camera in the house. 
In the backyard. In the back. Oh, it was the backyard. The backyard. <laughs> so what they yeah they took the the picture and I think we had to pay for the whole table. Did, did Whatever send, the table cost. Did y'all send the money? I think we did, yeah. right? Yeah, because yeah. I know sometimes like <laughs> how it go. You send you gotta send it to like the guests directly when it comes to like a claim. Yeah, okay. And they have like seventy two hours to either deny, respond, pay, whatever. And if they don't which nine times out of ten, no one responds or mm-hmm. just say I ain't paying it. Um what I heard is that a lot of times Airbnb it just pay you on behalf, like of them. Like I heard that they don't even be charging guests. So I'm just saying, I'll give y'all a little scoop. I wonder yeah. if I mean y'all seem like good people that would want to, you know, pay yeah. for whatever you did anyway, but just saying, in the future, in case something like that so happens, B&B hypothetical. So I heard. Yeah, that's what that's what so I'll be hearing. Only reason why we, <laughs> excuse me. Only, only reason why you more so paid because like we travel a lot because um, mm-hmm. I play like I play football, or whatever. Mm-hmm. We travel like different cities. Like, used to be, we we travel yeah. like, different places. Mm-hmm. So like, I ain't want to like. I'm thinking like worst case scenario like oh we, our account probably get banned. Now we got to stay in like, hotels yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I'm just like fuck you. Like that's just like you know just knock this out. That's so, true. Like, yeah. But now you saying that's that, a good perspective. Yeah, that shit dead now. What, bro? Nah, it probably won't happen again, but it's dead. Airbnb got y'all. Like, that's so I heard. Like, or I don't know if they might put a flag on the account. But listen, man, it be people with like three point five stars still be like requesting to book my plane. I'm like, how are they on the platform? Yeah, that don't make no sense. How you get three point five? Three point five. And then they last review be like awful. It's like, it's like someone, Ryan tomato someone said they right. set the house on fire, like something that's crazy. Wild. You know what I mean? Yo, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like, how they still on the platform? Then they like all like polite and ask me, yeah, we just need a place to stay for the night. And I'm like, no, decline. <laughs> I remember like two years ago, we was down in Florida, and like um. So a lot of times <clears throat> when we get Airbnb, like obviously we not staying like in bad areas, so we always gonna stay in a good neighborhood. Right. So like mind you, we all athletes, so we all we all drinking, we lit. Mm-hmm. So like the first issue that they that they reported us for was we had like we threw like a little party, little, little, little gathering, like you know everybody from like Philly down in Florida, so we all gonna link up. Yeah. So that's the first thing they reported, and then we was outside racing. You know everybody talking shit, we all drunk. Like oh I'm fast, you I'm faster than you. Yeah. So they report that we was outside racing. <laughs> so like yeah, long story short, mind you, this was on like Thursday. The crew was booked till Sunday. We got kicked out Thursday. They said, yeah. They said Friday morning, everybody got go. a lot of shit going on. So, like, whereas though, like, I guess, like, the neighbors called Airbnb directly. Like, the neighbors, not even, like, the house. Like, the neighbors called Airbnb yeah. and reported the house. Airbnb, like, took their listing off of Airbnb. Like, it was like a... It, it, it could have been kept. That's what this was told to us. But, maybe, like, maybe. I could believe it. But, like, yeah. So, like, that was a, yeah. it was crazy. Like, yeah, we had to go, like, the very next day. Mm-hmm. Were you there? No, 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 I wasn't there. Oh, him. okay, I remember. You can get your listening taken down like easy. Like people could just make up some crazy lie and your shit just go on. And you can't like fight that. it. Like you can, but it's gonna take you a it's while process. to get it back. Like I had someone lie about bed bugs one time, mm-hmm. and now like usually with bed bugs, it's usually like an influx of them. Yeah, and it's yeah. Like, see them. And there's a little bit more evidence, like other than just the bug. Mm-hmm. So I had somebody check in. Like it was a last minute reservation. It'd be these last minute reservations for real, for real. And like they just sent me a picture. As soon as they walked in, they got there at like one a.m. First of all, they got there one a.m. I get a picture at one a.m. of, I guess it kind of looked like a bed bug, but it was sitting. Yeah. On, it was sitting on a white towel. There's a lot of bugs that look like that. Though. Facts. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You know what I mean? So I wasn't really sure, but I was like, it was sitting on a white towel. With like nothing around and nothing, mm-hmm. it was just weird how it was put. It looked like it was placed, but yeah. obviously I ain't had no proof. But you know they gave them they refund, like which I didn't really care like that. Like I said, it was a last minute stay anyway. Right. But they said I had to go get a um exterminator, mm-hmm. and then I had to get a report that saying that it wasn't there, and it was a whole thing. But I'm like, 
I, I when I got an exterminator, they said that. Oh yeah, I don't. They like I don't think it's no. They like we would have seen it on yeah, the air. We would have. Right. They was looking in the crevices. They like we would have seen. You know what I'm saying? Would have been more behind. So I'm just yeah. like, did they have that bug with them? And then they. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what that's that was. Crazy. Did they not want to stay there that night when they got there? It was like, what can we do to make up some? Like I know people yeah. just do stuff like that's that. That's real crafty. So. Though. I ain't gonna lie. They <laughs> <laughs> had a bug ready. Pick, pick up a little bug off the street. Hey, come, on, come with me. <laughs> it'll put them in a bottle. Right. <laughs> it'll it'll wow. work. <laughs> <laughs> Airbnb host gonna see this Be like yo What are you doing like, <laughs> You gotta give a free game For nothing Right Yo <laughs> they, about to, they about to Take your listing off Just for that right. Yo Maybe you know Yo nah, People I, know I, the I, loopholes I, I gotta make sure To pack a towel With one bug on it Everywhere we go now One towel <laughs> One white towel One little black bug I think the, I think the stories Be funny to me That's why I give her I don't care I'll say whatever Cause like Airbnb is not my life, so it's like right. <laughs> it's fun. I like I meet people through it, and it's just I try to laugh at some of the stuff that be happening, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that be what it is. But <laughs> you ever met anybody else like other than Adam? Yeah, man, celebrities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, if you mind sharing a name or two, if you if you can't, we get it. But like, yeah, I ain't going. Yeah, I ain't okay. going to share his name, but I'll give a hint. Uh, is the shake that wave? So young bulls, mm-hmm. Philly goats. I think like, I know who you're talking about. I ain't gonna say specific names, right. but that wave. Yeah. Um, had them a couple times. Had people booked, yeah. not knowing it was like anybody from there came in one there, look at the unit in the morning, and they were still in there. And I'm just like, well, most of them were gone, but it was this one room that was closed, and I'm just walking in like it's like nothing. And yeah. somebody laying there with a girl, and I'm just like. <laughs> Yo, bro, it's like twelve. Like, <laughs> yo, check out was at eleven. He's like, oh, all right, my fault, bro. Then I go back in the room and I'm like, yo, was you such and such? He was like, yeah, bro, was told you. <laughs> he was like, yeah, we about to get out this joint though. They didn't like ruin the crib and all that, but like, I, I start rapping with him and stuff. He start asking me like, kind of like questions. If he would be so like curious about like how yeah. you get into it stuff like that, I start rapping with him. We exchange numbers, so we we still talk to this day. It was That's all good. Up, yeah. So stuff like that, it'd be crazy stuff happening like that all the mm-hmm. time. Um, and just meeting like just straight regular people too, like building good relationships too. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't so, hear about that. So, too. On, so on the party aspect, because I know that like a lot of times like. I feel like Airbnb, like, then has gotten way stricter as far as, like, what's allowed and what's not allowed. Mm-hmm. Like, they be like, they, they make sure to quiet out. I think quiet hours is crazy. I'm paying you X amount of money. You're telling me I can't make noise? Like, I'm, I'm paying to be there. So, like, I'm my and then, right. What, what, what type of um, setup was it? Was it an apartment, house? So, we, yeah, we never book apartments. It's always houses. Yeah. So, if it's a house, I, th- I think that's nutty. It's yeah. worse, like, you know Like, what the Vegas house, I think quiet hours is, like, 10 to like yeah, 8 a.m. Yeah. or something. If you outside drawn, like that's something different. Like, if yeah, you well, like yeah. loud outside waking mm-hmm. other people, like where that's that's drawn. But yeah. if you inside, like, I don't really care how loud you might be. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, some people might have noise monitors in there where if yeah, you get to Vegas. a certain level, yeah, yeah they had a noise so they know when you inside. get to a certain level, they might think. It's a party going yeah, on because right. it shouldn't. We just be having a conversation level. in the house. People like, could be talking loud, you know what yeah. I mean. Me personally, I don't have time to stress <laughs> over that. So you got hosts that are just. It's so many crazy stories that happen. Like so, I kind of feel them on a certain standpoint because people do be, and it's like they, people pay a lot of money for these investments. Like when yeah. they do this stuff, oh, sure. so I, so I get it. But right. then at the same time, people be way too right. like checking their phones, checking cameras. I'm like, I don't got time yeah. for all that. I'm like, y'all throw a party. I'm going there. If y'all draw, I'm gonna charge you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you smoke in here I'm gonna charge you that, right. That's just where I'm at with it I'm gonna just keep it Business standpoint Cause it's like Not really worth the stress But going back to your um, 
going back to what you were saying, like the um, yeah, the noise monitors and stuff in the quiet hours. Like I don't, I don't personally do that. If right. it's if it's a house now, my apartment, like the one I just said, the ones on Spring Garden, they are apartments next to each other. I'm actually having trouble with that because I'm getting some bad reviews because people are saying oh i had noisy neighbors this night or whatever and mm-hmm. i don't be knowing because they're not right. telling me i don't live in the building yeah. i don't know people i'm telling people and people should know that yo it's an apartment right next door to you is one above you over you should know that right. you shouldn't be stomping at 1 a.m like yeah. <laughs> when you know it's people under you but obviously people don't care like yeah, they booked these joints so i gotta figure out how to put more signs or something up right. like that so i got quiet hours on something like that mm-hmm. but no, as that far as sense, like, like yeah. houses like nah i'm not I don't really care, <laughs> me right. personally. Like as long as you're not damaging, none, I don't really care how loud you are. As long as you're not outside, like nah, drawing with it, and mm-hmm. the cops ain't coming. Like I don't really. Yeah, you we, know what we saying? never yeah. once got caught, the cops caught. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah. yeah, I think that's I think that's doing too much. But you got them scary hosts. That's they just be scared when you see that. They just they just scared. <laughs> like, <laughs> scared. I'm not knocking. I get like that. That's your business. Like a lot right. of uh, like. <laughs> So we just apologize for difficulties. Adam's a dickhead. Always, Anyways, it's so, always my fault. So, so overall, like, how do you feel about the whole Airbnb? What is your experience like? Um, I definitely feel like you should kind of have some sense of what you're doing before you definitely hop mm-hmm. in it. Because I know it's a lot of people that like teach out there, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you can hop in it with, with little to no money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what you like sort of can. I mean, what they mean by that is like basically using other people's money whether right. it's credit like loans stuff like that zero percent interest and pay it back you know what i'm saying shit oh, like that but um it's 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 a lot more than people think and it's not real estate it's hospitality so it's like you really i ain't gonna say weight in hand and feet but like you can be at times um so i guess it's something you gotta think about whether like what type of time you are on like i don't got a nine to five job like i'm just straight entrepreneur mm-hmm. so like i was able my i'm able to be a little bit more flexible than people but right. i know some people can't just it's not super passive is what i'm saying mm-hmm. um so that's my experience that it's not passive you can make it i don't think nothing's 100 percent passive like you can try to make something passive but um, you're going to eventually <laughs> had to do some type of work, whether it's like 10 hours a week, whatever. It's not going to be 100%. You don't do nothing. Or you're going to lose a lot of profit just hiring right. outside people. Like you hire a co-host to do something, they're going to take 20% of your revenue. Not profit, revenue. <laughs> so that means like not... And you could have brought in like 10000 like for the month, but they taking 2000 out of that. But that right. don't mean you bought home 10000 That means like, you know what I'm Total. saying? Total. After yeah. the... <laughs> all the expenses you might be like at like four thousand so they taking two thousand out of your four so now you even with them and it's just stuff so a lot of people do stuff like that and they they might not care because it's like super hands off but like that's a lot of money to be giving away um oh, sure. when it's like that so me personally i just i just do a lot of stuff in my business keep keep a lot of the profits and and that's how it work out for me so yeah for sure, for sure. but anyway you can just quit working to yeah, just, to me, it's a good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It was the pandemic for me. Like, it kind of, mm-hmm. it kind of made me. It was wasn't something I always just wanted to do, but mm-hmm. pandemic, I got laid off for the first time, and it was like, dang, all right. I was always used to have a job. Like, all right, right. dang, what I'm going to do? <laughs> and I actually got laid off twice. They brought me back, and I'm like, got laid off again because like we got almost shut down again. It was some, I don't know. It was a lot going on around that yeah. COVID thing, and because I worked at Xfinity Live, so nice. that was that was one of them jobs like where it's like a bunch of people in one place at a time so that particular place kept getting shut down and um i wasn't in the stuff that was open at the time i wasn't really trying to do that like whether it was like 
cashiers or like you know i already worked at a certain point in my life where like i want to do a specific thing like you know as far as like nine to five jobs and i was like that's not it so i was like i had my clothing brand so i was doing that and then i was like all right i need to make something else shake i had some money saved up so i just spent like all my savings like on my first bnb and then i just didn't look back um so to get into our main topic about mental health you know it's mental health awareness month now uh this is being published first week of may um the reason why we picked wait is this month or next month it's in, it's may it's this month technically because we, when this drops it's gonna be okay okay, okay 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 um, yeah so i met Rome through airbnb and i peeped like his i think your wi-fi like the name yeah. was ioa or yeah. like i overcame anxiety the whole thing i overcame yeah. anxiety and i was like oh that's pretty tough like that's something that like i could talk to him about like you know i go through a lot of mental health issues and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and i was once I, you know, did my stay or whatever, I messaged you afterwards. I was like, yo, like, I would love to talk about, you know, what you've gone through and stuff like that. And, like, we could talk about it and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about, like, once or twice. Um, you know, life happens. He's busy. Definitely want to get more detail. Like, this is the perfect opportunity to do it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we definitely got some skeptics um, about mental health. We got people in the middle. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we got, like, I guess, like, people like you and me that are, like, deep into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you want to talk about, like, how that came about like you know just in general yeah so i mean basically i was um it basically started in college for me i was like that was like the first time that i felt like i was going through like crazy adversity i always like been through some type of adversity like you know like at a point you have to go through it but Mm -hmm. i feel like that was like the first like real like adult type worries like problems in life like you're not really sure like what's your next move type of thing so i feel like I wasn't at the time I didn't realize what was going on but now I look back on it that what was going on it was just me you know just going through life and it was kind of life hitting hard for the first time like as a like young adult and um I guess I didn't really have the tools to really handle it and then also this like this like 2016 something like that so um Good people time. wasn't talking about it as much uh yeah, a lot's changed like in the past like you know what I'm yeah. saying 5 6 7 years right. a lot more people talk about it now still not a super great mm-hmm. amount of people but it's a lot more stuff about it now um but so at the time i didn't even know what anxiety was right <laughs> and like didn't know the definition like nothing so that's the last thing i thought it was and i used to have like you know go through like palpitations and heart problems and stuff Bro. like that like physical symptoms yeah and when that start happening i'm thinking something wrong with me i've been going to the doctors and stuff and they like i get an ekg and they like yo you good like what you mean yeah. and yo. i'm just like what you mean? Like, I was about to die on the way here. Like, you mean I'm good? Like, and he's like, yeah, like, maybe you got anxiety. Then the doctor just shrugging it off. Like, like what you... Like, I still get palpitations <laughs> to this day. And I'm like, yo, my heart... Yeah. Something's wrong with my heart. Like, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, It's weird. Like, the feeling you get is like, doom, 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 doom. And you feel like, ugh, like, it's beating from the bottom, from the top. It's like, yep. what the fuck? And I'm looking it up, and they're saying... Heart disease, cancer. This is this, and then like Google I finally, the worst. Yeah. yeah, never look shit up on Google. <laughs> and then I finally see something like, oh, it could be caused by anxiety. I'm like, oh, and like light bulb. Yeah, it's on and off. <laughs> like it'll happen like every day for a while, then it stops, and it'll happen like I still get them. Like sometimes I like bend down, and it happens. I'm like, damn, I'm out of shape, but it's like just general anxiety and shit. <laughs> it happens. I'm so sorry. It could be that too, but. <laughs> Yeah, a little, a little bit of it, it can be, but yeah, it's like crazy, and yeah. <laughs> it was like the same thing with me. And I was like, what made, what helped me out? Well, what made me start like looking it up and even wanting to start my brand? I googled it, and it was like, 
yeah, like three million cases per year or something like that in like the U.S. And I'm just like, wait, I was like, millions of people go through this. Like, I was like, really, like, I couldn't believe it. I'm mm-hmm. like, this, this was so life altering. I like quit my job. I used to work at this car wash, and that's where like used to be really crazy for me. Because in a car wash, I don't know if anybody ever worked at a car wash, mm-hmm. or if you even just go to a car wash. It's like when you go through the tunnel, it's like real loud back there. Yeah. You, know, you got people guiding cars in, well, at least at them automatic joints. And um, that's one of the ones I worked at, and it would be real loud in the tunnel. So I don't know. I feel like I couldn't hear myself think. So I could feel like I could just focus on like. I would be focused on my heart beating too much or something like that. I don't know. I just used to get anxiety, like, at the job a lot. And, like, I almost, like, passed out one time in the tunnel. And I was like, man, I had to quit my job, like, because it was just too much every time I got to work. So, like, going back to the point, it was so life-altering. Everything changed. Like, I had to do so much stuff to just get away. So I was shocked when I seen, like, 3 million cases per year. I'm like, yo, ain't nobody talk about this. I ain't, like, ain't my parents. Ain't nobody give me no heads up. Like, I ain't really... I, I remember I knew one girl who, who said she had anxiety. She was in high school. She said she was having panic attacks. And I ain't had no idea what it was in high school. I was like, I ain't know what she was talking about, but I'm a nice enough person to just, like, listen yeah. and, like, I feel you know, like back care. then, like, you hear shit like that, and it's like, oh, like, they full of shit. Yeah, that's kind of how I looked at it. Yeah. And it's just crazy. I, and that's where a light bulb just clicked off, like you said. And I was just like, yo, I'm going a, I'm to a try to help people, like, with it. But I was like, I'm going to get myself you know, situated first. Right, and once yeah. I was able to get myself situation, you know, I just started Googling stuff, like searching stuff, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy and yeah, yoga, CBT. Med- meditation and like, you know, just start trying out different things that will really work for me was yoga. Like it was like real big for me because I'm an athlete. Like I, I play like college ball and everything. And so like, I, I, I think I needed to move like meditation. I'm better at it now, but meditation, I could, it was hard for me to just sit there and try to focus on my breathing. But right yoga i feel like it's meditation with like movement so yeah. it's easier to like do stuff while i move and breathe and like you know be flexible and shit yeah. so um once i start doing that i feel like i start feeling so much better like day by day by day and i got to a point where i was like kind of cool and that's when i kind of came out with my brand and um and then it kind of grew into like me actually talking about it started off as just a cooling brand then it started talking to me actually trying to help people trying to like yeah. you know finding out my own ways how to do stuff that a doctor wouldn't tell you or right. none of that and then i even you know wrote a book about it um so you know it's called i overcame anxiety so what do you mean like to you what does overcoming it mean yeah so overcome like I'm glad that I chose like the word overcome specifically because I will always get hit like, well, like you're not a doctor. Right. I don't say cure. I don't say I cured anxiety. Yeah, I overcame, yeah. overcame as if it's still here. But even though it's still here, I'm great at managing it. Thanks. So even though it's there, I'm still like persevering through whatever I'm going through, whether it's palpitations or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm still here waking up the next day. I'm still able to like, you know, speak in public or I'm still, you know what I'm saying? Even with my anxiety, like, I still get crazy anxiety. Like with stuff like this, I'm getting a little bit more comfortable, but like I'm a pretty social person, but I still get some type of anxiety, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like interacting with people. Yeah. So, just so, but with that, and I'm still able to do stuff like that. That's the definition of overcoming to me. But it's still doing it, even though you might fear of something happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my definition for it. Yeah. Um, I definitely come a, came a long way. My first ever panic attack, it, I remember like it was yesterday. It was July yeah. 2013. Yeah. Uh, it was, I remember it was like mom, uh, excuse me, a Monday. Um, I was picking my, uh, my mom from jury duty. And yeah. boom, I just had one right in the middle of traffic. Right on... What's down like fourth in Spring Garden, sixth in Spring Garden, one of those, yeah. whatever's going down, yeah. um, into Center City, and like I started feeling like 
the butterflies in my chest and I'm like the palpitation I'm like yo what the fuck is going on I got an EKG like a week or two later they're like yeah everything's fine I'm like well what what the fuck am I feeling right now like what is that and they didn't tell me anxiety at the time they were just like well your heart's fine so you're good um <laughs> but like for real that's how he be and i was like yeah. what <laughs> and i was having a panic i was having panic attacks like almost every single day like for no reason i'm just like yo mm-hmm. like i'm just chilling like i'm doing everything i've ever done in my life mm-hmm. uh and then it started like and i missed a couple weeks of my freshman year of high school and i finally got like comfortable i guess in mm-hmm. a sense and yeah. like i was still like trying to get back into things like going certain areas and like uh i developed real bad social anxiety mm-hmm. after that like real real bad i'd be mute like mm-hmm. uh i wouldn't talk at all uh i'd get real sweaty having to know that i had to go in front of people or like talk to new people and stuff like that mm-hmm. i still get like a little sweaty but i definitely overcame a lot since uh then i definitely yeah. have become less less socially anxious Swine do be crazy mm-hmm. facts <laughs> i still get awkward but like i find the difference between being awkward and being socially anxious mm-hmm. um yeah and then end of 2019 like november 2019 ish um i came a long way i was doing a lot of shit that i used to not be doing i used to be going out all the time i was meeting new people all the time mm-hmm. and i got like hit with a bad panic attack while i was out with friends one day and after that I just went down the spiral like worse from the first time like uh i became agoraphobic uh mm-hmm. i got diagnosed with agoraphobia depression anxiety mm-hmm. panic disorder yeah. i got diagnosed with ocd like it was just like yeah. oh shit like being diagnosed with it and being told like this is it I was like, oh shit! Like this is like real. Like yeah. it was real emotional. So like, it's like the first step too. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a good and bad thing at the same time. Because for yeah. me, it's like the first step when you first get diagnosed with all that. I was kind of the same thing. I don't have OCD or mm. I don't know. Agoraphobia. Said, yeah, I don't. I don't think I had that. But panic disorder, like yeah, social anxiety, all of that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's really the first step of getting better. Like once you know what you got, you can like tackle it better. It's like exactly. Like now, like when I knew the palpitations was because of anxiety, I'm like, oh, cool. Like when it happens, I don't have to worry as much. I just got to get through it. Exactly. It's not like yeah. something wrong with me or my heart. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I don't know if you've ever seen like my videos and stuff, like, but like I always tell people, like, identify your triggers. Mm-hmm. And that's basically like how you going. Because everybody's different. Like I be talking to so many people. Like I didn't realize how I became um, a like spokesperson for it like it or in my community at least like i would have random people like who i went to like school with like grade school with text me like yo man i never felt anxiety in my life and i'm just feeling it you know i ain't know who else to like really reach out to i know you be kind of doing this like da-da-da. like people feel comfortable like with telling me mm-hmm. stuff even though we might have not talked in 10 years like <laughs> i got people like reaching out so yeah, i don't know i, I guess it's kind of cool but like people look at me that way but i just tell people all the time like well, what's going on? I kind of just start asking questions like, yo, you going, was it death in the family? You going through a breakup? Like, it's usually some crazy event, you know? Yeah. Like, and if it's not a crazy event, it's probably like some type of childhood trauma that you kind of let go yeah. for a long time. Or, you know, it's something going on that you kind of blocking out that you thought that you were cool, but like, you're yeah. not really. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like holding a glass of water. Like, if you hold a glass of water, like, for a minute you'll be cool you hold it for like 10 minutes you're gonna start to you know what i'm saying shake, shake a little, a little bit. bit you hold it for an hour like you like all right and so it's kind of like the same thing with anxiety and, and your problems mm-hmm. and your trauma you holding on to your trauma for a week you you probably be all right you like yeah i'm i'm invincible you know what i'm saying i'm getting through it but then you holding on it for years that's and that's what people do like i'm talking about like five ten years you might be holding on to that for that's when your first panic attack might happen right. i always say when you get your panic attack it's usually too late 
and not too late to like recover, but it's usually like, yo, you've been going through this for a while. Right. Yeah. Some people think that's the start of it. Like, nah, you didn't been through it so much that the panic attack is the like last straw. That's yeah. like your body is telling you, yo, bro, it's time to wake up. Like yeah. type thing. So, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like something that you mentioned, like you didn't realize until afterwards. Like I didn't like 2020 was when I realized like what like. Even though I had panic attacks before, I noticed like there'd be like some things where I feel like I wouldn't define it as a panic attack. I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, I used to have those all the time. 2020, I would have one like almost every single day. Like even if I was around people, they wouldn't know. I'm just like holding it in, holding it in. Yeah. And that's like the worst thing you can do. Like, yeah. um, so definitely I want to plug something in. So my therapist, I got a therapist back in May 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, she recommended she was like you should like join a Facebook group. Like so agoraphobia was like, do you know what that is? You don't All actually right. explain that, please. I got you. <laughs> Let me pull it up real quick. It's like fear of leaving your house. Uh, yes, it's a little bit more complex. Yeah, a little but, more complex. So, so agoraphobia, by the definition of Google, it says fear of places and situations that might cause panic, hopelessness, or embarrassment. Agoraphobia is an anxiety disorder that often develops after one or more panic attacks. Uh, Two hundred thousand cases per year in the U.S. Um, not curable. Uh, but can be treated. Uh, it can be lifelong or it could last a couple of years. Um, I wasn't diagnosed with that. Yeah. <laughs> they probably just didn't because, I mean, it sounded like me. Right. For real, for real. So, like, that was my big thing, like, feeling helpless out somewhere while panicking. I still mm-hmm. deal with that, but I'm, mm-hmm. like, growing my more comfort zone out and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, like, 2020, like, it started, like, I would be in school just, like, holding in, holding in, holding in, and, like, boom, I would, like, have to get up go to the bathroom, just, like, let it all out in there. Um, mm-hmm. High school, that was the same, too, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, in 2020, like, every single day, I feel like that like, it was just built up, like, and, like, mm-hmm. I'd be in the same room with, like, my brother and my mom, and, like, they couldn't tell, and I'm, like, sitting there, like, I feel like the whole world was ending. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I finally, uh, so what I was getting to, uh, agoraphobia, my uh, therapist was like, you should join a Facebook group, agoraphobia, see, like, People as people as people's advice and stuff like that. Yeah. Thank God I listened, but when I joined, somebody recommended an app. It's called Dare D A R E. Yeah. Um, I tried getting a sponsorship from them. Yeah. Uh, they told me uh they were looking at the final steps. They were like, it takes six to eight weeks to approve it. Yeah. Today's actually the sixth week, <laughs> so maybe I should have applied a little sooner. Yeah. Uh, but like in all seriousness though, that app saved my life for sure. Yeah. Um, like. The guy, I think his name is Barry, uh-huh. the one that created it, he went through like agoraphobia and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And the advice that he gave, like, I use it every single day for mm-hmm. my panic. Like, it, that literally got me out the house. Like, I, the advice that I use, that he gives, I like use it. Uh, I use it to get out the house more. Yeah. I use it to go places. I use it, uh, sometimes I use it subconsciously. Yeah. So, like, there, the, the D A R E, the D stands for diffuse. I actually heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. That's A tough. stands for accept. R stands for run towards and E stands for engage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a whole thing. It's like a, he explains it deeply like, and it's like a 30 minute audio. And like sometimes once a month, I'll just listen to it just to remind myself. And I'm like, cool. So and, what, yeah. what was the advice? So, so it's, it's in steps. He likes to like do it in steps. I like, I'm, I'm gonna get to it, but the R I like the most. So D diffuse, it's kind of like, just like poke fun at the anxiety, be like, oh, like whatever, like say if like, I, like, I used to be real scared of the world ending because, like, that's how it felt like when I would get panic attacks. I'm like, oh, so the fuck what if the world ends? Like, fuck it, like, fuck it, I'll die. 
And like at first it's scary. It's like you gotta convince yourself to like do. You gotta keep practicing it. Like shit, if I panic, fuck it. Like I'll panic. Mm-hmm. Um. And then A was accept. Like you just gotta be like, all right, it's happening. Like remember, like I used to like just sit there and like try to push it. When I started accepting it and just like fuck it, like I'll panic. That's when like it really like it doesn't seem as scary and shit. Right. And then R run towards same mm-hmm. kind of like same thing. It's like. Uh, like the palpitations, I would tell myself, like, fuck it, like, let my heart jump out of my chest. Like, yeah. if my legs are tingling or, like, my palms are sweating, I'm like, let it tingle so much that my leg falls off. Like, yeah. and it sounds weird, but it, like, helped so much. Like, yeah. I, when I first started leaving the house out of my agoraphobia, I would, like, convince myself to be excited to panic. I'm like, fuck it, let's go. Yeah. We're going to panic today. today. And once it started to become, like, a fun thing instead of a scary thing, mentally i was able to finally start getting out the house and do stuff you like reversed it yeah exactly that's great advice and it's like like with me like it's it's basically the same concept though like but with me it's like thoughts come and go and then once like i learned that you know all thoughts kind of really come and go like if you ever like really can sit back and you i forget how many thoughts we have a day but it's a lot like thirty five thousand or something like that yeah but maybe more but even the bad one but for some reason we we focus on the bad ones like we give energy to mostly the bad ones but like you have so many good ones that come through but for some reason we don't believe them as much as the bad ones so it's like once you start to realize that, oh, yeah, I, I try to, like, actually visualize my thoughts. Like, say if I'd be like, oh, I feel like I'm going to die in the next week or something. I, like, actually visualize that coming across my face. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I'll see it. Then it kind of just goes. If you if you kind of don't get no energy to it, like, it's going to come. Right. See, I think the problem with anxiety is we try to not have it come, mm-hmm. not have these bad thoughts come at all. And then they're going to come. That makes Even it worse. The good ones, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So once it comes and then you kind of acknowledge it, you're like, okay cool and even the good ones cool and it's like happy and sad times too like you we might be on vacation and you know this is a happy time for you everything good then you come back and then i don't know maybe you got work it's monday and you don't feel like it but once you realize that you know happy times don't last and also bad times don't last it kind of makes you appreciate when the happy times are happening and then when the bad times don't last you know it's about to be over too so it's like that's kind of the mindset with it so that's good advice like that you were just kind of saying because i feel like it's kind of like the same concept as far as like you know tricking it into be like acceptance and like you know fun like is, that's a real cool concept yeah um a lot of people try to prevent it i feel like that's the worst thing you can do don't yeah. prevent it like just let it come through and deal with it yeah. if you try to prevent it it's gonna be a million times worse when it finally comes through because like anxiety is like like what's that thing called uh like matter can't be denied uh can't be created or destroyed like the energy is gonna come you can't yeah. stop it you can't make it go away just like mm-hmm. you gotta like just deal with it and once you like it's it's a lot of practice. Like, it took me a long time to like actually believe in it and be comfortable. Yeah, um, yeah I don't want it. I don't yeah. want it to sound like we saying like it's <laughs> right. yo something simple to do. Like because it's definitely not. But um, yeah, I was yeah. housebound for like I didn't leave my house literally for like seven, eight straight months. The most I did was my backyard, and even then I was anxious. I would panic back there. Yeah, I'd have to come back inside. Yeah, yeah, That's it was crazy. bad. Like my my like my absolute worst. I used to like be upstairs and like. I didn't want to know that there was an outside world. Like, I used to, like, be in my hallway, close every door with the lights off, and just, like, sit in a corner. Like, I didn't, like, I was so bad and so terrified of, like, anything that was outside. Yeah. That, like, I just sit there in the dark, all doors closed. Yeah. Um, that was right. bad. Yeah, that was, it was real bad. And, like, I usually don't tell people that because, like, 
It's like this is the first fuck. time I'm hearing it. Yeah. I would, well, I was about to say, I'm like, this is like real great stuff because a lot of people do not feel comfortable, you know, speaking about these things. Yeah. And it's like, like that's real brave of you. And yeah. I wasn't sure. That's crazy how you say you, yeah. you ain't hear of it either because I thought it was pretty open for you to say too. But yeah. it's, it's stuff that people need to hear actually because yeah. that's how severe it is. Um, who you say like kind of has a like certain opinion on it. I'm not saying a bad opinion on it, like a super <laughs> negative, but like just will offer some pushback on it. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he would. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I and just he, feel like... Yeah. And I, <coughs> not, just, not to like undermine what y'all saying or like say mental health isn't a thing. I just feel like a lot of times y'all guys are just toughen up like for real, for real. Like yeah. me, me personally, I feel like everybody go through something. Like it's people that's going through way worse struggles and it's always somebody going through way worse shit. So right. like for you to like not kind of put yourself on a pedestal make it seem like this end, like what you were saying like it's the end of the world type stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's see what's really going through like end of the world type shit. And mm-hmm. like listen, they they getting through. Me personally, <coughs> I know you said you 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 going through like a lot. Of, you've you've been through stuff. We all going through stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I just feel like not not again. I'm not undermining nobody. I can't tell somebody how they feel or how nah. they're going through something or how you process something. But I just feel like honestly, you gotta toughen it. A lot of times he was going through something, like bro, you gotta just do it. And like, yeah, you're, you're kind of just saying that, and it's like bro, for you just do it. Like it's, a lot of shit is gonna be tough. That's that's life. Like yeah, it's just life. You gotta. That's just how do you it. overcome fear. Yeah. Like that's like, that's me, correct. Me like just by doing it. I like to think that um, <coughs> this shit drunk. I like to think you're myself good. like you mentally strong because like, a lot of times talk like, a little closer. If if if. I know that I can't control the outcome out of something like something that's like out of my hand. I know I legit can't control it. That shit don't phase me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing I can yeah. do about it. So fuck it. Like why? Why am I gonna let this shit like control my mentor? Or, like just like fuck with me when it's, I can't do nothing about it. Right. So, you like, know what it is. Yeah, too? I wouldn't say like I'm I'm against it or whatever. Cause I know this is real. Like my my dad's going through a lot of stuff, and mm-hmm. I've seen what he's going through, and I wouldn't undermine him how he feel. And same thing with him. Like I wouldn't undermine you or how you feel. But I just feel like a lot of times like you guys just. Like, and it's, it's like you said, it's easier said than done. But like, you gotta just do it. Like, you gotta just be stronger. Like, yeah, you know what it is too, bro. I think it's like, like you right too. I think we both right. Right. Um, I think it come down to like personalities, and I think people don't put that into like perspective. Like, yo, we are like we're alike, but we're a lot different. Like, you know, you ever look at somebody and just want them to be, yo, why you don't do this? Why you don't do that? And they just like, nah, it's not me. Like, I be trying to educate people on business and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, friends I'd have for so long, and they just like, yeah, nah, like I'm cool. Like, at the, like, yeah. I'm like, whoa, nah, you could do this, and then you ain't even gotta do all that. They, you know, what I'm saying they they were they at where they at, and that's just like a um mentality thing, and it's also like a personality thing too. Like, some people just have it. You know where they wired like we're all kind of wired like mentally like differently so we kind of react to like stress and trauma like all differently so i feel like you seem like the type person that you know what i'm saying you kind of got a strong mindset where you like you know what i'm saying okay this is this might be fucked up whatever situation i might be in right now but i'm gonna figure out how to get through this i'm gonna like you kind of sure. got that strong mindset sure. and then you got other people that gotta get there a little it sounds like you can get there a little quicker i it's i think it take a little like some people maybe like Adam a little bit longer they get like they'll get there but maybe just not as fast as you might you know what I'm saying can cut that thing out so yeah. sometimes I think it come down to personality like where it's like but you right at the end of the day it's kind of like just saying fucking to do it but I think it how long it takes whatever person to get there I don't think you can kind of rush that process for that person that's where I kind of think so I think we both like kind of right in a yeah. sense so I think it's like you know what I mean no like to an extent for sure like he like everything they said you know to an extent I agree with mm-hmm. um but there's some things like medically like 
know what I'm saying? Like, medically, like, we're still figuring out mental illnesses and stuff like that. It's not like a full concrete thing. Yeah. Uh, it's so like, you know. Like, we're chemically unbalanced. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a fact. Are you a personal? So I feel like a lot of times with like um, I, I, I ain't even gonna try to attempt to pronounce what you just said. Agoraphobia. Yeah, that thing. I feel like it was selective. Like it'd be like a situation where like you get invited out to a certain situation by a certain person. You like this. Alright, cool. I'm gonna do this. But then it'd be other stuff where it's like not even as far as of a distance or something that's like uh, of like the same magnitude. I would say you like don't do this, but we'll do something. All of a sudden, just because like a certain gender would tell you to do something. So, um, to get to that, well, I'll be I'll be even more specific. Mm-hmm. When I first started to leave the house, so like literally, first time I started leaving my house, I told my mom like, "Yo, let's like drive around." The, like literally, let's go around the block driving. Um, and I was doing that because I was gonna go somewhere with somebody I was seeing at the time, and I was gonna go to an Airbnb with her too. Um, so to talk about that specifically, so going back to the definition, it was like feeling helpless or like feeling embarrassed of it i feel like she would have or certain people would be more understanding of me backing out of it or going through but having a hard time than other people would so i feel more comfortable doing certain things because i feel like they would be more comfortable with me going through that than other people would so like i totally see how you think it's selective and sometimes it is but like not purposely um it just like it's so much more behind it than like face value it's like the i just feel more comfortable doing stuff with certain people um yeah i just don't let anybody drive me certain places like we know um (laughs) but like that's like my anxiety for like that could stem back like you know a long time like i don't know personally obviously but Mm. that could just stem back to something that you might not even can really recollect or you had to like do a deep dive to really try to remember like why could that but that's how i feel like deep it is because i when i start learning stuff about me and then also yo, one thing i'm about to start talking about in my videos like yo it be genetics it do i you have a lot of genetics that's, that's one thing i learned too like i didn't think that i thought it was just something like you know what i'm saying yeah. whether mm-hmm. like i don't know maybe you just bitching you need to i, I used to yeah. like think like that you know what i'm saying but um my dad he had anxiety, but he ain't never say nothing, and mm-hmm. and I get it, especially with his era. Like he, mm-hmm. he was like fifty five. Yeah, next year, my dad, he was um, yeah, he went through it, but he didn't say nothing until it got bad. Like I was mostly living with my mom at the time, and so she was going, so she was seeing what I was going through, but she couldn't help me at all. I'm talking about helpless. Like she ain't know what to say. Like she just say the wrong shit. I'm snapping on her because she like being like you know not considerate, like what mm-hmm. like I'm going through because she just don't know. Like you know what I'm saying what's going on. And um, so she told my dad, and then he was like, oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I used to, then she started telling me, yeah, your dad. I don't know why I never thought, dawned on her that, yeah, I used to help your dad with panic attacks, like, and stuff like that. He used to, like, you know what I'm saying? She started saying some personal stuff, and I'm just like, well, why the fuck y'all ain't, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? I was just, like, confused. And then my dad said something when he figured out after the fact, but it, if I, I probably would have wanted him to say something beforehand. I guess he didn't want to, like, already pray it upon me like the, mm-hmm. like think that i'm already going to go through anxiety before even it happening but i guess he was like well we'll wait and see type thing but it, it probably would have been nice to know because like for the longest time i just thought so that's what made me think like oh yeah it's definitely like some genetics and then i started researching i'm like yo it's definitely genetics yeah. in it and people don't kind of realize that do you feel like that helped you a lot the fact that like your father was going through yeah. that stuff because my dad suffered from depression and anxiety he took med- medications he's been 
uh, in hospitals, all yeah. types of stuff. So I know that that can affect your family and everything. Mm -hmm. So seeing what your dad was going through and things like that, and I'm I'm pretty sure like that could affect like family stuff yeah. too sometimes. Yeah, he didn't let it affect it. Um, but like I think it just changed my mindset on it all mm -hmm. and it helped me because I just kind of thought I was alone with it. So it made me feel like a lot better once I did figure that out. And then when my mom started sharing some stories about how. He used to might have did some stuff, had some panic attacks, middle of the night. He got help, like she don't know what's wrong type thing. So that kind of helped me a lot because I'm like, okay, he was going through the same thing. He was like that. I wasn't crazy for the longest mm -hmm. time. I just thought I was crazy and like I couldn't really, I ain't really had no outlets to really go to. And um, so I feel like that was like my first time I actually had an outlet, and then it was like, you know, I could start to heal a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know. It's like I want to say. I want to use the term easy lately. It's easy getting help these days. Like, mm -hmm. uh, what I mean by that was uh, you can, like, get a therapist online. Yeah, Like, I didn't know that. Like, I called my insurance, and they were like, yeah, this is an app. And shout out to Live Health Online. That's where I see my therapist. Shout out to my therapist. Um, I don't know if I can say her name, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she, uh, she um, so Live Health Online, you know, insurance pays for my appointments and stuff uh <laughs> but the point of that was like it's easy to get help it's not as much as it was back then and a lot of people are more open to talk about it it's more studied now and stuff like that mm -hmm. so like yeah like like and another piece of advice that i got was like it's just like if you break your arm you break your leg like you need help like don't deny it like mm -hmm. you need to treat it just like a broken bone it's just mental you can't see it you can't technically feel it i mean you can but yeah in certain ways yeah so like it's, it's the easy biggest mistake people make i think is that thinking that you know you only have to try to get help when it's at its worst right. you only want to get help same thing as like religion people only start praying to god when something bad happened you know what i'm saying but you should be if you are religious you, you should be praying you yeah. know every day when when good stuff happening as well so same thing with anxiety or depression or whatever you need to be, you know, doing the things that should be good for your mental health on a daily basis, not just when you have a panic attack. Oh, let me try and meditate now. Because that's what people try to do. You having a panic attack, now you try and breathe it out. Yeah, you're not going to breathe yourself out of a panic attack, like, yeah. super quick. You could do it kind of slowly, but it's, it's kind of going to force the opposite thing because you're trying to force it. Like you said mm -hmm. earlier, you kind of got to let it happen, you know, once, it, once you're at that point. That's how you kind of get through a panic attack. And kind of like what you were saying, like, even before it gets to that point, let it happen. It'll be a lot more smoother or it might just go away. Exactly. When you try to fight it, like, don't fight, fight that it. shit. Yeah, fighting <laughs> is the worst thing to do. I was trying to fight it for years, and yeah. it was like, it just always, it's just funny to look back at it now, because I'm like, yo, I'll, it's so many yeah. panic attacks I had, and I'm just like. Facts. If I would just, like, <laughs> let it go, I'd, I'd be, I'd be cool. so much better, yeah. And now when it pops up, because stuff pops up all the time, like, what was big for me, I stopped smoking for two and a half years. I used to smoke a lot, like, you know, weed and stuff, and I, I smoke a little bit back, like, now, but um, for a while, I just stopped smoking. And it helped me clear my head so much because what I learned is a lot of times your weed was bringing on my panic attacks, like specifically. And every time I smoke, I would just get weird. And I know some people think the opposite, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They was like, man, you bugging. Like, man, I be getting relaxed when I'm like, nah, but I had to be real with myself. Like, I used to want that. I used to want it to be. Like I wanted to be like this pothead that I'm like, yeah, it relaxes me. But I had to keep it real because all my friends were doing it. But I started keeping it real. I'm like, yo, my heart is jumping out of my chest every time I smoke. 
I just had to really start, you know, looking back on what's happening. And I'm just like, once I stopped smoking, I really cut down. I didn't stop fully having panic attacks, but it cut down on a lot of them. Cause yeah. I don't know, I guess like when smoke would get in my chest and like whatever, I think it would just bring it on. It might have not even just been the weed, but just the, the process of smoking weed and, you know, me not being in control of my body, you know, it it being different strands and indica sativa. I know like indica would kind of mess me up when I get like them body highs. I don't like that because I don't have control that will bring on a panic attack for me. So I know like sativas was a little bit better for me because it's like more mostly like a hybrid kind of in my head type of thing. So when I started learning stuff like that, it started helping me with that. But I didn't know it at the time. So I just had to cut weed out in general. And that helped me personally a lot. And when I started talking about it on my Instagram, a lot of people was agreeing, but it was a lot of um, pushback as well because, you know, people just love weed nowadays but um i think it's a good combo to have for sure yeah like different things work for different people like yeah you got some people that are like damn yoga don't work for me fuck that yeah and then you got people that are like weed works for me and like yeah so it really depends on like you got to find what works for you yeah uh in my opinion try try something a couple times like sometimes like the breathing stuff i was like that's bullshit that doesn't help yeah once you like practice it and like it's not gonna work instantly all the time. Like let it fruition. Like you know, come into fruition. It's a let practice. It, yeah, like, it's a practice. You have to actually like do it over and over again. Yeah. Well, it was a good mindset for me to have. Like I remember when I first tried to start doing meditating. Like I was only able to do it for like maybe ten, fifteen seconds, but for that 10 15 seconds i was able to do it i was like yo i kind of felt good for that little bit it was just a little bit but that's all i kind of needed to have me kind of see a vision how i could oh i could kind of feel good finally for once if i keep so after a while i was able to do it for 30 seconds then a minute then five minutes you know then 10 minutes you know what i'm saying but you got to start somewhere so if i think people are trying to get relaxed like you know from the rip you trying to meditate for 10 minutes because a lot of if you look online it's, it's things that, you know, the meditation videos that you can listen into with, like, stuff, good stuff playing in the background, stuff like that. A lot of that stuff is, like, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. So you kind of feel weird or feel obligated to try to relax for that whole video. Right. And then you probably might not be able to get through, especially on your first time. But if you put yourself at, like, oh, I'm going to try to, if I can focus on my breath for, like, 10 seconds and then start at that, then go to 20, go to 30, then go to a minute, then go to two minutes. Like, working, like, intervals, I think that really kind of helped me when I started doing that as far as meditation. You mentioned like how easy it is to get help nowadays. Why why do you think it's so hard for people to just try and get some help? Pride. Yeah. Pride. That was the thing for me too. I didn't want to admit that I had something wrong with me. Uh-huh. Um I thought I could get it I could get over it by myself. Um it's kinda hard opening up to people. Uh-huh. It was hard for me at first to open up. Then once I got my therapist, like it was kind of different because I know that's like their job. Like I need to tell them everything so they know how to go accordingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's just yeah, pride. I feel like that's like a good word for it. It's just like I don't yourself. believe in a cure, like I said, yeah. but I feel like I can cure the the mentality towards um, most people have with anxiety mm-hmm. um, if we get the pride thing, you know, switched around because that's just what it is. Like I'm writing a book. Um, I, I don't know when it's going to come out because I'm like actually writing it like real slowly, but it's going to be called anxiety is a compliment. And it's basically I'm pointing out all the stuff that anxiety has advantage wise. I think people look at the disadvantages and look at it as, as it as it's like a crutch. You know what I'm saying? They look at it so like negative when you think of anxiety. When you think anxiety, you think negative stuff, depression. But I think of all the superpowers you might have. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like a lot of people with anxiety, like, yeah, yeah your gut feeling like your instincts is a lot higher than some people that's just like fuck it that's what i be noticing you know a lot of times like i feel like my anxiety saved my life 
a lot of times. My brother, he don't really got anxiety. And I feel like if he has cer certain, you know, instincts and certain, like, you know, fears and scarcities that, like, I had, I feel like he would have been able to avoid a lot of situations I've seen him go through, like, growing up. And I feel like my instincts, like, I'd be able to see stuff because I'd be so scared of everything. Like, I'm a, I'm a real scared person. I'm just saying, like, I just be thinking of the worst shit all the time. But that shit be saving my life sometimes. So mm -hmm. once I start to learn how to live with it now and I'm like, I own up to it like yeah i'm scared of this happening i'm scared of this happening i'm actually able to live like a, a real safe life when i look at it because i'm so you know on alert for everything but not so much where it's crutching me because like obviously like i can still go out the house and everything but finding that balance kind of between you know owning up to you know what i'm saying being scared of things but then also knowing when to be like i'm not gonna let this be a crutch to me if that makes sense damn yeah anxiety along with depression yo that shit i remember like so i first started staying at home February of 2020 I'm like almost done college I literally got a f two and a half semesters left and I had to not drop out I had to take a leave of absence and it was so hard for me to talk about it like I would then I start crying like damn I'm really about to drop out like this is crazy da 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 and like I would need to take a step literally every single day like one day I'll talk to my mom about something like alright I can't talk about it no more and like I would just leave because I was so anxious about like damn like this is really it like I'm really dropping out I'm never gonna be able to go back um, you know, that's just obviously just thoughts in the moment and shit. Mm -hmm. And then like one day I was finally able to like finally like go through a full conversation about it and like, you know, I told my, my advisor at school, like, yeah, that's what I'm going through. They're like, all right, like it was so much again, it was so much easier once I was finally able to speak about it. They're like, mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, like literally, uh they had a checkbox, like, is it physical? Are you going to the military? Is it mental? I'm like, Oh shit, like, yeah, mental and they're like, All right, cool, you know, we'll place everything on hold and when you're ready, you know, you need a therapist approval, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that to come back. Um, I took a couple summer classes. I ain't gonna lie, online school sucks. I mm -hmm. couldn't do it. I need that in person like mm -hmm. feeling. Um anyways. I'm just yeah, and um yeah, depression, that shit was ass too, like literally like just crying for no reason. Like it's just like this cloud like I always described it as a cloud in my head. Like it literally feels like something's in my brain, like mm -hmm. and it's like, yo, like you're sad about mm -hmm. something and it's just like what am I sad about? And it's just like something and it's just like fuck. Mm-hmm. Do and I just want like, to try. Do you feel like you know the root to it? I feel like a lot of the times there's always a root problem that causes everything. Like a real traumatic experience. Like you mentioned earlier, uh, like as a child, it could be like somebody dying or like bad parents, like or whatever yeah, the case is. Deep. I feel yeah. like that's really hard to get to. Do you feel like you figured that out yet? Uh, I feel like there's like, some things I might have figured out, not all of them. Um, definitely working towards that. Uh, there's definitely like two. There's definitely two things. There's situation situational depression and there's clinical depression. Mm -hmm. Obviously, situational is like you going through something like breakup, you yeah. lost a job. Then you got the clinical shit where it's like there's nothing going on. You literally just have it. Yeah. Uh, mine was definitely clinical. Mm -hmm. Like I think everybody goes through situational depression here and there. Like something happens, like death in the family or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, my shit was sh straight clinical. Like mm -hmm. there was literally nothing bad going on in my life mm -hmm. personally. Uh, yeah, clinical depression's ass. Yeah, like, like no you reason. just like chemically unbalanced. Yeah, like, that's really <laughs> you know what it is. Like some people are just like literally. I started taking medication for it and it works. Uh, what medication you take? Yeah, I'll, I'll say it in a second. I just want to say something before mm -hmm. I say that. Medication is so uh, like iffy thing. It can work for people. It can make you worse. It can make you a lot better. It can make you stay the same. 
Uh, so before I say like what I'm about to say, like you know, like talk to the psychiatrist about it if you think about medication. It's not for everybody. Do your research. Uh, I take Zoloft. Um, I started off at 50 milligrams. Now I'm at 100. My psychiatrist wants me to go up to 150. Like I think that was his plan in general. But I'm like I'm cool at 100 right now. I still think about going up to 150 because like I re- I read up on it. I, like I go on YouTube. I go on Google. See like 150 milligrams of Zoloft. Uh. It definitely helped with the depression. The depression was like literally. I haven't been depressed since I started taking it, like on wood and shit. Um, with anxiety, it's definitely helped over time. Not as fast as I would like to. He said if I get to one fifty, it'll probably help it even more. So like, of course, I'm thinking about it. But like, I ain't gonna lie, the side effects suck ass when you first start. Like the first week, I wanted to quit. Like I was nauseous all fucking day. It's bad. Yeah, it take the, like a couple weeks again. You said yeah, be longer. Yeah, so like, and then when I up, up the dose, it comes back again. So it's like, yeah. uh, I I probably get to one fifty one day, and it's easy to get off too. You just have to do it over time. So like, once I feel like I'm comfortable to get off of it, like I had this one anxiety medication called hydroxyzine, and I took it like every single day of high school. Mm-hmm. Senior year, I stopped taking it. I started going out without it, and I'm like, yo, I don't need this shit. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I feel like I'll do that eventually with the Zoloft. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I took Zoloft, yeah. took Lexapro yeah. um, before, uh, Buzzpar. There's okay. a lot of them out there. But yeah. um, Lex- Lexapro was, like, my main one. And, like, I talked about this in my ebook. And mainly what, what worked for me was um, I never upped my dosage. So I actually stayed at 10 milligrams. But for me, it was a lot. I don't know if it was, like, my weight or whatever the case may right. be. But, like, it was a lot for me. Like, you talked about side effects, stuff like that. What actually, I actually had to stop taking it during the day. I actually took it at night, and I would wake up. I feel like I would wake up a little bit more clear and kind of calm. Right. So I feel like that worked out for me for a while. So I was kind of on and off. And, like I said, what I would feel good I would start, I stopped taking it. So I'd be like, man, I feel good. I'm cool off that. And then right. I would stop taking it. But that's when I would kind of go back into, you know, my same thing. And I would get back on it. And then I got to deal with <laughs> the side effects again all over again. I would keep going through that same um, regimen. And then once I got over one, this one time, I think it was like 2019. I haven't been on medicine since 2019. Nice. And I just finally got off of it. And I just, it was kind of just kept doing that though. I kept getting off of it getting on it getting off it getting on it but i was trying to get off of it like i think it was just me you know trying to feel like what life feels like with me just not being on it with i i kept you know taking notes i feel like people don't document the process enough like when they're going through like their journey of like depression or anxiety i think people don't know what they just did like you know what i'm saying like whatever they're going through or what you know cures they're trying to do whatever uh the medicine they're trying to take i think i think they need to like really look at oh what did i just do to make me feel good? i'm feeling good now so what happened beforehand how did i get to this point because i feel like i was kind of documenting the process like on how me not up in my doses and stuff like that so i haven't taken medicine since 2019 and i think it was really to me like not up in my dosage and just kind of you know learning how to deal with it so um but again, that's saying not to knock anybody that's still on medicine because yeah. medicine helped me. It helped mm-hmm. me get there though. So I'm actually an advocate for it. I think people should get on medicine, but like you said, it could be dangerous. Yeah. But it I depends. Think, yeah, yeah. I think that's what makes this topic so hard when it comes to it because everything is so subjective. Everything yeah, it is. is so different for everyone and different. <laughs> There's no one, you know, size fits all. Yeah, like, like you said, with Josh and the personality, like it personality it like really depends alone yeah it, it, it's a lot one thing i learned like a lot of my friends got um adhd mm. and i noticed that yo when it came to like uh smoking weed and stuff 
that ADHD, uh, they had anxiety, but they also had ADHD. So mm-hmm. we helped them a lot more than it did me. So it's like, cause we, they already kind of up or see me, I'm kind of like chill. I don't be, I'll be like filling people out kind of mm-hmm. like, I can be a hype person at times, but for the most part, I'm just kind of like chill for the most part. And so I feel like some of my friends, they the opposite. So they was cool. So we all be smoking. I'm over here having a panic attack and they just cool yeah. playing the game, like chilling. They just smoke like 10 blunts and they chilling. I'm like about to die over here. <laughs> right. and, I, and I think that just comes down to like the different personalities or like the different, you know, you know, type things that you might have with genetics. And it, it's just so much stuff mixed in with it. But it comes down to like, I guess, learning you. So the best thing I did for me is like learn about myself, learn about my journey, learn about what happened with my parents, learn about, you know, saying something that I might have never let go, like of my childhood, like basically really learning about me, like tackling, like tapping into yourself. I think that's the best thing you can do as far as your mental health. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking about depression, too, uh, like the number we have on our shirts, 1-800-273-8255. Uh, suicide hotline. Have you ever called the suicide hotline before? I haven't. You haven't? Have you? Um, I did, but not because I was suicidal. I was calling because I wanted to actually volunteer mm. to help people and talk to them on the hotline. Mm-hmm. It's a long process. Like I don't know. Like it's so hard. Like bro, I just want to help people. Like yeah. put me in my training and stuff. Like <laughs> and it's like yeah, it's hard. It's like crazy. Like I, why is this? Like they had me transferred over to this place and that place, and I'm just like. Like I definitely want to get into it one day somehow, some way, like help people. Um, I want to too, cause I've yeah. actually done it before. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to talk people down. Yeah, me like, too. Off of stuff before, so yeah. I feel like that that'd be great uh, if you could let me know about that process as you go through it. Yeah, um, I want to tap in with that too. Yeah, I got you. So I never caught like it's weird. Like I look up, I actually looked up reviews the other day. Some people are like, it's again fifty fifty. Like it depends on your personality. Some people are like it doesn't help. Some people are like they save my life, and it's like, yeah, yeah. You can't really take yeah. <laughs> opinions too seriously yeah. sometimes. That's one thing I learned with Airbnb. Shit, I stopped. I used to be, whenever somebody leave would leave a bad review, I had to chalk it up. There's like people, some people you just can't please. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it don't matter what you do, <laughs> you can give them the world, and you're not going to be able to please them. So yeah. probably the same thing with that. It's like you probably couldn't please them people no matter how hard they tried to talk to them and how hard they tried. They, they was going to say something negative. Facts. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, thankfully, I've never been suicidal or had suicidal thoughts, but I can empathize and sympathize with people. Yeah. Uh, for you to get, like, um, my bad. <laughs> um, yeah. For you to get in that place, like, that's scary. Have like, you ever tried, like, like, I've never been suicidal, but have you ever thought, like, man, if someone come, like, kill me right now or like a bus come hit me i don't even care no <laughs> i know what you mean how i felt like sometimes <laughs> like i won't purposely go out and do something to mm-hmm. actually kill myself I, I i don't think i can actually do it but i've had times where i'm like man i don't even care if something happened to me right now like type thing like i don't know if that causes being suicidal i probably felt like that when i was in college that one semester that i did yeah i only did one semester at temple and that was probably the worst period of my life mm-hmm. like i just it just felt like like nothing. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to explain. Like, you, it's like the same like routine every day, and it's like I feel like I'm not getting nowhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not. I'm here for no reason. Like yeah. I'm just here to satisfy other people. Yeah. And, yeah. It's it. oh, yeah. So I dropped out after the first semester. I didn't tell. No, didn't talk to nobody. Y'all all dropped out. 
Yeah. Technically, I'm still. Uh, I dropped out. <laughs> I, I knew that was gonna happen, so I just didn't go. Technically, <laughs> I didn't try. I'm still enrolled. Yeah, you smart. I'm just in a in a leave of absence right now. So like technically, yeah. I'm still in it. I just yeah. I ain't do nothing official. I just stopped showing up. Yeah, yo, my mom. Was me too. Pissed. That was me too. Like I, when she got my report card for like my sophomore year, it was like oh, I, was, I, I stopped going to class like. <laughs> Like three months in, and I would just party because I knew I was dipping. I left to do music. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I was up in college, like doing drugs and shit. Mm. Like I thought, <laughs> I had like some type of spiritual thing going on, and I just thought I was like, man, I found my purpose. Like yeah. before I even knew, like I wasn't even doing nothing I'm doing like now, but like I just knew I was destined for something. I was like, mm. man, school ain't it. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't had no reasoning for it. I ain't had no job to come back to. Like nothing. Like. Yeah, yeah, and I and I knew just <laughs> just off the orientation, like the way like they interacted with each other, I, it, it just wasn't it just wasn't like me. Like they just talked to each other, like they was cool. They just met today. <laughs> I'm like, bro, nah, I can't it do that. Me, like it's so no, weird. That, that, shit. Like there's nothing real about like right. what I experienced. I never heard nobody say that, and I always thought that because I don't want to be like a negative Nancy. But I'm just Not like that's just what it yo, is. Like. It was this a reality TV show? Like we That's just what it we, feels like. Yeah. It's not real. That's yeah. what it feels like. And I built relationships in college. Don't get me wrong, but I'm talking about people that I was actually in class with that I didn't know. But I knew a lot of people from high school coming in, so that's yeah. some of the people. And I built relationship with some new people. But as far as like, it would be people acting like we was cool forever, and I was like, all right, it's cool. I'm a nice person, so like, yeah. I'll play along with it. But I'm like, in the back of my mind, I thought it was weird too. I'm yeah. like, bro, we it's weird. <laughs> I don't know if it's because like where we grew up or yeah, something. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> but I, yo, I, I felt is. like I did not belong there at all. <laughs> like the Philly fuck out of your dickhead comes yeah. to mind. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it is, actually. Now that you mention it. <laughs> yeah. It has everything to do with that. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> it was the weirdest experience of my whole yeah. life. I, I would never do it again. And we seem like like level-headed as far as like out of people that actually live in this city like yeah so people i know i know they will really be not yeah. even with it at all like mm-hmm. not even willing to try like, i just people they would dead ass say like yo yeah. fuck out of here boy i just met you like, yeah. <laughs> are you on my dick yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah most families cannot go to school <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're like yo what's wrong with this dude like, <laughs> yo like, nah, what's wrong with y'all? Like, y'all on some weird shit. I'm out this joke. <laughs> I do want to say what I got out of this for the parts I was awake for because I'm really tired. Um, if you're going through anxieties, depression, or any of that, talk to somebody. Yeah. Doesn't matter who it is, just talk to somebody. Even if they you don't think they're paying attention, as long as you're speaking about it. That honestly speaking about it probably will help you ten thousand times better than just keeping everything in. Yeah, you can DM me too. Like, facts. I, I overcame anxiety. Um, anybody can DM me. I answer questions all the time. People hit. People be getting real personal <laughs> in my DM. Like, it, it's crazy. I, I still think it's crazy to me that people could be really sharing their life stories with me. Like people that don't know me from a can of paint. Like, yeah. um, I, I guess it's cool. But like, you could DM me. I tell people. <laughs> I be dead ass talking to people for like a whole week straight. Like that's how I be. So you could definitely DM me for sure. My biggest advice out of all that, don't fight it. Just let it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, don't fight it. Let it happen. Um, y'all got any final remarks in general? Woman empowerment. You want to shout out the shit you got going on? Music, your book, 
Yeah, man. Um, you can tap in with me at, at I am Roe Will. You you'll see a lot of like my music on there. I got the song called uh, Forty Two out right now, which is uh, doing pretty well. I'm um, doing a lot of shows, performing that. It's a real like popish type vibe, so like everybody can go listen to that. Like R O W I L L. I should pop right up. Uh, Forty Two, and then obviously we talked about you know mental health and stuff. So that's just straight. I overcame anxiety. It's funny how you you, know, you picked up on um the I O A. Uh, as the password and stuff, I yeah. did not do that on purpose, but it actually came out to just be a marketing thing. So I have it for every single Airbnb now, and people mm. dead ass ask the same thing as you. They just be like, "Yo, that's cool." Some people don't ask, but some people do. Like, "Yo, what does that mean?" Like, and it's cool. So, yeah, I overcame anxiety pretty much on all platforms, and yeah. And if you need a B and B, hit me up about that too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Yeah, appreciate y'all. This was fun for sure. Shout out to all the bad bitches out there. Keep doing your thing. Uh, shout out to the 76ers. We're in the second round of playoffs right now. I feel like I got to shout out the bad bitches and the 76ers every time we do a podcast. Cause shout out to the 76ers. Shout out to the 76ers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> y'all right? <laughs> you, got any final, you got any final words? No, Josh, Lou? Josh, you got any final words? All right. Well, from Office Air Podcast and Chill, I'm Adam. I'm Lou. I'm Lissette. I'm Josh. Roll Will. And thanks for listening. Love you. I've been taking my time I feel like I'm out of my mind It feel like my life ain't mine Who can relate? Woo! I've been on a low I've been taking my time I feel like I'm out of my mind It feel like my life ain't mine I don't wanna be alive I don't wanna be alive I just wanna die today I just wanna die I don't wanna be alive The shit I'm talking about, they think they know it I've been praying for somebody to save me No one's heroic in my life, don't even matter I know it, I know it, I know I'm hurting deep down But can't show it I never had a place to call my own I never had a home Ain't nobody calling my phone Where you been, where you at, what's on your mind They say every life precious, but nobody care about mine I've been on the low, I've been taking my time I feel like I'm out of my mind It feel like my life ain't mine Who can relate? I've been on the low, I've been taking my time I feel like I'm out of my mind It feel like my life ain't mine I want you to be alive I want you to be alive You don't gotta die today You don't gotta die I want you to be alive I want you to be alive You don't gotta die Now let me tell you why It's the very First breath when your head's been drowning underwater And it's the lightness in the air when you're there chest to chest with the lover It's holding on though the road's known Seeing light in the dark gets things And when you stare at your reflection Finding open who it is I know that you'll thank God you I know where you've been, where you are, where you're going I know you're the reason I believe in life What's the day without a little night? I'm just trying to set a little light it can be hard, it can be so hard But you gotta live right now, you got everything to give right now I've been on the low, I've been taking my time I feel like I'm not
feel like my life ain't mine Who can relate? Ooh. I've been on the low, I've been taking my time I feel like I'm out of my mind It feel like my life ain't mine I finally wanna be alive I finally wanna be alive I don't wanna die today I don't wanna cry, I don't wanna cry anymore 